0: You're dialed in to the turn Two podcast with your hosts, Matt Mills and Tito. Welcome back Cardinal fans to another episode of the turn Two podcast season two, episode number three, back with me tonight, Tito. How's it going?
1: You know, whenever you, uh, you lose a game that you're winning seven to one. Um, I think the word to describe it is not very good.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and it sucks because you know, although the Cardinals have not had the best season um, up and down uh, with due to injuries, whatnot, what have you. Um, you know, we're within striking distance. And last I checked, the score of seven to three, and I'm thinking, cool, you know, and then. <laughs> I checked it again, and I couldn't believe my eyes. You know, it know. was just one of those things that, you know, you don't want to see. And especially how close the Cardinals are. San Diego lost again tonight, um, and a lot of these games earlier in the season are, are really coming back on us. Um, I
1: that's how it always is, though, right? I mean, we can sit here and 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 whine, complain. Be pissed off, but we said it at the very beginning of this year, some of these games that you give away early on, um, they're going to come back to bite you in the butt. And, you know, now we're seeing that play out, but it's become a little bit worse because of the amount of games that the Padres have been losing and you can't catch up because you keep getting in your own way. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. So I mean, like, like you said, we can complain, we can bitch, we can moan for hours and hours about different aspects of the game, different players, what they did wrong, what they didn't do wrong. But today, I want to focus on one thing, one thing only, and I'm going to ask you straight up because we're not going to run this one long. We're going to make it a short one today. Is Mike Schilt your manager moving forward? Let, let's let's get past. Let's start stepping to 2022. Starting game one helps. Let's let's start in spring training. Are you going into spring training with Mike Schilt as your manager? Can you trust him at this point in time?
1: I feel like this is a a 60-40 no. And the only reason I say that is because um, you have a pretty decent team on paper. Mm -hmm. um, And for whatever reason, you weren't able to get it done. Let's, let's assume that the Cardinals don't make the playoffs. Um, let's assume they finish third in the division. Um, you have a team on paper that looks very good. I mean, by all you know, purposes, everybody was writing the Cardinals in as shoe-ins for division, right, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. And not really much has changed. The only difference here is that you you've lost you lost Jack Clarity for a little bit you you know you didn't have your entire starting rotation for pretty much the entire year it feels like um, it's been pieced together by whether by trade or by um, young guns so yeah there are a couple different things here that have led to led to the the downfall of the Cardinals this year. But, you know, I, I go back to a conversation that we had at the very beginning of the year about Mike Schilt. And there were a couple of games and particularly, I think, one against the Brewers where I, I told you, I said that if the Cardinals did not make the playoffs or were treading water at some point, I would be I would be very worried if I was Mike Schilt. Mm-hmm. I would be very, very worried. Um and it's not to say that I think that Mike Schultz a bad manager. I think he's very capable. I think he 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 is as well, as we have described on this show a player's manager. He likes to make the players feel good, gives them motivation, but there was something that I said was missing from him, and that's an asshole man- mentality. Um, and I'm just not seeing it. I think there is not enough. Um, umph behind his bark, um, and it falls flat. And look, he, you can have a stinker of a game and you can have a stinker of a week, but if you're going to hover around 500 when you are sitting, you know, three and a half games out of a, a playoff spot and you can't beat the teams that you need to beat, whether that's on the road or at home. I mean, how else can you how else could you possibly be asked to lead the team? The only reason it hasn't happened is because I'm I'm sure at this point there's, you know what, there's only a month left. Mm-hmm. You know, let's ride this out. What what good is a new manager in uh, you know, at September gonna do for us? But I, I I'm gonna say no, but it's a very slight no because I know how this organization is run. They like to keep their guys in place.
0: Yeah, and I think I think Mike Schultz probably a great guy. Uh, I've you know I've heard great things. Um, with that being said, I mean he's overall he's got a great managerial record. You can't complain there. Um, I will say things have been trending downwards um, with his winning percentage since he took over, mm-hmm. um, steadily um, each season. Um, granted, you know he only had what. 69 games. Nice. Um, nice. That Very first nice. that first 2018 after he took over Mike Matheny. But I just, I, tonight's loss is inexcusable. The excuse is inexcusable. This, especially like I said, with us being so close within, within striking distance, you cannot just go, he's our guy. We're just going to keep, keep him out there. You, you can't do that in a deep run, like, well, not sorry, not a deep run, in a run like this when you're trying to get that second spot. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that don't have faith in this team, but the fact of the matter is, is, is you are there. You are uh, a good series against the Brewers and reds away from, from uh, being up in the wild card hunt. Um, right. If not in the second spot after that. And, you know, the excuse that he made tonight was, you know, that, Cabrera is, you know, the guy, and you know he's. It's just
1: so. And here's where here's where he is a good player manager, right? He he goes out there and and it's not like he's gonna go purposely blast the guy, right? He's not. That's not him. And this is what I mean. This is what I'm talking about. Being a player's manager, he's not gonna go out and blast Cabrera and say, "Hey, you got to make your pitches." The dude was on fire let's be real here. Cabrera was easily one of the best relievers we've had this entire season. Um, you know, throw out what happened at the beginning of the year and and thank John Heyman for being an idiot and lighting a fire in Cabrera's butt. But, but I, I get the, I get the reasoning, but this is where your eyes have to do the work for you. And if you know that a pitcher doesn't have it, then he doesn't have it, and sure, this you can say, "Oh well, he's got to face the three batter minimum." But dude, the dude got shelled for four hits in a row, and you know you got to figure out, you got to tell yourself at some point, "Hey, you know what? This guy doesn't have it." Um, but that comes from the manager. You can't you can't just t- let the player tell you correct, what correct. to do, because and- sometimes that's what's get that's what gets you in trouble.
0: Yeah, and, and the thing is is I can think, you know, multiple times a season where I've been like, you know, we are deep in the game here. Mm-hmm. Nobody's up in the pen. I mean, yeah. I, and it's yeah. just like why?
1: And and that's and that's essentially what happened earlier in the year. That you know, Mike Schill didn't have somebody ready. And guess what? The guy he, he had to leave the guy out there because the guy wasn't ready and we lose the game because of that. So, these mistakes, you know, I, I said it earlier in the year that good managers learn from these mistakes and you have to press on. And so far from what we understand, that learning curve is not there. Now, the only thing that I will say that, you know, Mike Schilt probably could fall behind is look, I don't have anybody else, I don't have guys. Mm-hmm. I don't have, I you know, I'm not the White Sox who go out and trade for uh, Craig Kimbrell with already a Liam Hendricks in in the bullpen, you know? you That is literally the only rock that Mike Schilt might hide behind, but he's not going to because, again, he's a player manager. He's not going to go out there and say, you know what? My bullpen effed this up, and I'm not, it's no, they're no good. It doesn't work like that. Especially for Mike Schilt, if you've if anybody has been watching him for the last couple of years that he's been the Cardinals manager, he just doesn't do it. So to expect Mike Schilt to, to be a motivational speaker in front of the mic while blasting the camera, blasting his players on camera, it's not going to happen. But at some point you got to ask yourself, Mike, baby, come on. When are you going to get some gumption here and say, you know what? We suck right now and we got to figure it out. Look <laughs> what the Yankees have done. 11 in a row. I think if they played tonight, I don't think they played tonight, but 11 in a row. Yes, they made some trades too. But why can't the Cardinals do that? Why can't, why, what is it that the Cardinals don't have ability wise that the Yankees do? Yeah. They were literally virtually in the same spot.
0: They're, they're, they're back in the hunt.
1: Yeah. And, and look and to your point. The Cardinals are in the hunt. Let's let's not let's not uh, kid ourselves here. There's a month of baseball to go. That's a lot of games. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different series that you can make up a lot of ground in. But we have said it before. you got to take care of your own business and your own business right now is beating a really bad Pittsburgh Pirates team. Sure, the Cardinals have a really good record against them this year, and that's the case. I said it earlier this year. You should win 80% of the games that you play against them. But you can't just lose games because you can either. You should go out there and with the intention of winning every single game, and some days it's not going to happen. But days like today, days like where you have a 7-1 to one lead, you should not lose those games. That has happened too many times
0: this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and just like the Arnauto situation, you know, a week or two ago, whenever Arnauto got tossed, when Mm -hmm. Mike Schill was just barking from the bench, like, and then we could have used him later in the game, you know? Yeah. It's just that there's been so many times this year where the bullpen is not ready, is not – you're not making the decision quick enough. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people over this season say, you know, this game moves way too quick for him. And, you know, I I didn't want to be that guy to say, you know, maybe it's time to move on. But when you're in the hunt and you just leave Cabrera out there to get pummeled because he's been good. Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes guys just don't have it. You know, sometimes (laughs) guys just don't have it.
1: And I'm going to say this with the finest grain of salt because I don't think it makes that much of a difference, but it surely has some role to play in this. Boy, do you miss Jordan Hicks right now? Oh yeah. I mean, it, it cannot be understated enough. But Jordan Hicks, in his injury and in his and uh, his season being completely thrown out the door, um, has really hindered this bullpen because they could have used Jordan Hicks in so many opportunities where you need a shutdown guy. Um, and granted, you know, Cabrera's got good stuff. I mean, he throws 98 from the left side um, and he's got a plus curveball. you know, he's got good stuff. And again, he's been really good this year, but, but Jordan Hicks is, is almost something beyond that because of how hard he throws. Um, and that's something you just can't teach. So, I I know it's I know it's a big if he were healthy, but if he were healthy, I don't think we would be having this conversation.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, at the beginning of the year, I said, you know, this team's got the capabilities of having a Mm -hmm. super pin. Mm -hmm. You know, they did. Um, But I I mean, look at these other guys that have stepped up that we've picked up, you know, these these essential um, just diamonds in the rough, if you will. I don't I guess that's what you want to call them. But but, uh,
1: the, but the Cardinals are known for that, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. they find these guys. Look, hell, even John Lester and J.A. Happ, everybody was writing them off because they're all old. Yeah, we get it. But they haven't been that bad. Yeah. You can't, you can't complain that much. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could if you're some people out there like you and I. Know.
0: Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, the pitching has been hit hard with the injury bug. But, I mean, that's just no excuse not to bring in a, a different arm at that point in time with Cabby getting knocked around. There's just yeah. none for that, especially in essentially a playoff hunt. It's just, it's, it's not smart. Um, so I'm, I, I know I told you before we started, that I was going to throw some numbers at you um, that probably won't surprise you. They may, but it, it may add up to why I go back and forth on this before I even go into these these numbers, but you know the Cardinals, I feel, are, are bad with runners in scoring position. You know, there's been so many times where we've had guys ready to go. Hell, well, I remember a few weeks ago, bases loaded, no outs, nobody came in. You know, there's the, as you would say, you know, the situational hitting is just not cooking. Productive outs, uh, baby. So, here's the numbers I'm going to throw at you. So, Mike Schilt. In a second year, full first full year, full year managing the, the, the Cardinals, you know, 91-71, 20 games above. Um, and here's what I'm noticing out of the two years. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, and you can look it up while I'm talking, but the 2019 team is not going to – it's going to be a lot different in that aspect than this team. Like this team, once I start talking about these numbers, you're going to be like – okay, we should be doing this. But so in 2019, um, the Cardinals stealing second rate was 7.2%. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the the 2021 team is at 6.2%. Okay. So I, I guess where I'm at, you know, granted it's only 1%, but I mean, that's, still a, a big chunk there, um, but I, I, we aren't moving enough to second. I mean, I can tell you that straight up. We're not. And it's just, it's weird.
1: So here, here's a, here's a thought, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I talk a lot about productive outs, moving runners, yada, yada, yada. So here, here's the thing. Productive outs also work in terms of using your abilities on, on the field. Right. Mm-hmm. So People like Bader, Tommy Edmond, um, Dylan Carlson can run a little bit too. Uh, but those guys that have plus speed, um, they're not using their those abilities. But there's one big thing, you got to get on base. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hitting the contact or being disciplined at the plate um factors in hugely here. Uh Tommy Edmonds kind of picked it up a little bit, which is good to see. Um but, you know, and Bader, obviously, you know, he had some really good weeks and then all of a sudden it, it's like a light switch, man. And we, one, one week you're hot and one week you're not. Um, but here's the thing. Consistency matters in this game. We know the saying, you know, you're, you know, you're considered success in baseball, even if you fail seven times out of 10. Um, but if you're not even doing that, then it becomes a little bit dip, more difficult to, to justify how you played this game. And it goes back to the conversation we had last week, right? Um, what is this team going to look like next year mm-hmm. over and over, uh, you know, over the course of the off season? Because there are a lot of players that are trying to prove themselves. And look, to be frank, they're just not hitting that metric. Um, Bader has not done it. And, and these, and these, these, and, you know, analytics of, scoring with people with runners on base this all comes down to a hitting philosophy um, you've got to be able to put the bat to the ball um, but more importantly you know situational hitting matters too you know that's what makes Yadier Molina so good is that he knows situationally what he needs to do when he's hitting does he do it every time absolutely not that's that's how it goes in baseball but if you look at his batting average with runners in scoring position I guarantee you it's over 300 because he knows what to do with the ball.
0: Yeah. I mean, could be, Um, but I mean, just for, just for, I guess, for some different numbers on that, their attempts at stealing second in 2019 was 109. Okay. Okay. And right now in 2021, they're sitting at 69 um, with, with about, yeah, very nice. Uh, with about what thirty-seven games? Well, thirty-six because I don't think this is updated. But and I mean, to think
1: that there were players in the early two thousands that stole sixty-three bases a year. Oh yeah, by themselves.
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know as well as I know, we are not going to steal or attempt forty steals um, in the rest of these games. I, I don't think it happens. No, no, no. But he, here's an odd one for you. And, and this kind of blows my mind, especially with what I feel like this team has has a lot of speed that is just not being utilized. Um, but the steal rate in 7, 2019 was 3%, and 2021, we're sitting at 1.6%. And there's just to me, there just wasn't any speed in 2019. I don't understand how that is.
1: So, but, you and, and you're talking Cardinals, obviously, right? It's just, it's just, it's just
0: St. Louis. <laughs> I mean,
1: we've seen this team look, this is going to be, you know, something that a lot of the older generation of Cardinal fans will point to. Whitey ball, right? um, bunting, running, just contact speed, you know, it kind of, you know, in a way the modern, I guess if there's a close modern version to it, that has been recently, you can point to the Royals, right. When they won it all in, um, in 2015, right. Mm -hmm. And they were a good contact hitting team. They ran, they did fundamental baseball very well. Um, and, and, the Cardinals, for whatever reason, they have just so gradually have gone away from running at all that mm-hmm. you know the numbers are not surprising. I guess my, my question to you then is, is, even if the Cardinals were to run more, um, do you think that really would have had that big of an impact on a season like this where the ups and downs just kind of continue to even themselves out?
0: I mean, that's kind of where I just go back and forth because the Cardinals can't really hit with runners in scoring position. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, but, but, you know, those, those certain chances where you do have a guy at second and a ball hit out to the outfield and, you know, you do score somebody. I mean, you, you, you can't really judge it off of that. But at the same time, you know, there are those times where, you know, what if essentially. So, you know, it, it's kind of, you know, Either way, they don't really hit well with runners in scoring position, but uh, I, I just don't know why they, they abandoned. I,
1: I think part of it is is they, they are – there is a – I think there's this philosophy in general, like you don't want to run yourself into an out. Um, and maybe these guys are not as confident on the base paths uh, as we think they need to be. Um, and maybe they just don't get a good enough jump. I mean, look, there's a reason why there's, you know, the Cardinals don't have that many stolen base attempts uh, on them, right, because of Yadier Molina. But in their case, you know, that cannot be said, right? There's not – there hasn't been that many great catchers in the National League Central uh, for them to be able to steal. They just don't have the personnel to do it. Um, you know, the days of, you know, seeing a 2020 on our team are probably not there. Um, even Tyler O'Neill, who you know, has a lot of speed. He doesn't really get any jumps either. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've seen injuries happen on on steel attempts. You know, we've seen um, we've seen some scary injuries happen on steel yeah. attempts. Um, heck, we even saw somebody get picked off in the World Series. Be- and, you know, that's not necessarily stealing, but it is a caught stealing um, in the record. So, um, these things, there, there are a lot of different factors that I think that feed into the philosophy. Um, and you, and there's a quote from Yadier Molina that I kind of picked up on earlier or not too long ago when I, when I said that he, you know, when I read that, uh, article from the Puerto Rican paper that, you know, that the Cardinals were not playing station to station baseball enough. That is an old school method of playing baseball. Yeah, a very very old school method. Because right now the big thing here is oh, it, everything is driven by your OPS, all your slugging. Can you get the lift on the ball, get it out of the park or into the gaps? You know, station to station baseball back then. You know, it it was whitey ball, it was moving the runner over, but that also depended on who your personnel was on the team, and and right now the Cardinals just don't have the the kind of guys that attract that style of baseballs, which is why they have not been a team that runs at all. I mean, at all. The, 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 I don't even know who has the most stolen bases on the team, but it would not surprise me if it was Goldie. Yeah, and he's, yeah. a, he's a big dude, but he's not, but he's not that fast. I mean, he's, I think he's perfect for steals, but if Goldie's the one that's leading your team in, in stolen bases – that's saying a lot about your ability on the base pad on the base pads as is
0: a smart ball player.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Even, even Yadier Molina has a couple of stolen bases this year, but that's because he sees the game differently. I think in terms of uh, knowing when he can run and, and, and looking around and, and as you say, you know, situational awareness of the, of the field. Yeah, but, but you've got to be able to do a little bit more than that. I agree. I mean, it's a, it's a very low number, obviously. One percent, you know, steal rate. Yeah. I mean.
0: Well, I mean, it's all they're all pretty low. But at the same time, you know, whenever you look at the 2019 club and the 2021 club, why is the stolen base to third or attempt for whatever it is, um, the attempt to yeah. third? Why is it so low whenever there was hardly any speed on that team? um i mean we'll pick it up a little bit see what you got i mean at this point in time what do you have to lose
1: <laughs> the game apparently <laughs> um, i mean i mean that that's the that's what i'm talking about i guess in a sense of like you don't want to run into an out because you may not have that many outs yeah. to play with especially when you have a bullpen that can't do a 7-1 lead
0: absolutely um but, no, I mean, you, you, whenever we started this, you're probably absolutely right with that. Um, the statement that, you know, the, the the front office will look at it with the idea that, well, he's dealing with an injured lineup. I mean, I guarantee you that's how they'll look at it. Um, instead of, you know, breaking some of these games down individually and looking at it like, man, why did you do this?
1: Yeah, but here's the thing, you know, you – you can only get away with telling the fan base, hey, you know, we're doing everything we can for so long, right, um, Moselak and co have done a really good job of selling that line, mm-hmm. um, some fans believe it, some fans don't, hey, it doesn't matter, but they've done a really good job of, of selling that line and keeping you and reeling you in right when you think, oh, this is gonna be the year, right, especially like a year like this year, where you go out and trade for arguably the best third baseman in the national league, major leagues, um, who's having a great year for the Cardinals um, at pretty much everything that you would want him to do. um, But he just hasn't had the supporting cast. Um, Goldie's turned it on. um, And it's been fascinating to see how he has really transformed himself as a hitter over the last two months. But, but the problem is, is what are the, what is the, front office's excuse going to continue to be if you can't get the job done because they have the intention of winning a world series with arenado in st louis mm-hmm,
0: what mm-hmm. happens
1: when they don't get it done yeah what what are you gonna say what are you gonna tell mike shill whenever he re- does this again and leads the club to another you know 500 year and another year of arenado and goldie gone
0: that's that's the that's the question. How long is the leash gonna be? How
1: long is the leash?
0: All right, guys. That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for sticking with us um, on the Turn to Two podcast today. You can check out the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Until next time. Hopefully, we'll have a better outcome. More stuff, fun stuff to talk about. Go cards.